Hello and welcome to another recording on the Promotion Playbook podcast. I'm your host, Captain Josh Wells. I'm excited to have you join me. So at the time of this recording, we're getting near the end of 2021. And if you've been with us for the last few weeks, we've been talking about this firefighter fitness series. And it's been a, com- uh, uh, there's several resources that I've been sharing. And I'm going to put all these resources into a book. So the next book is going to be called The Capacity Pyramid, and it's all based on this simple framework to apply five life forces to optimize your health, your fitness levels, to avoid injuries, and to hopefully live a long, healthy life. We're going to continue this up until the end of this year, which isn't that far away. And starting off in January of 2022, we're going to get back refocused on promotional test. So if you have a a promotional test, you're here to get ready for career advancement, then kicking off the new year, we're going to do another series focused on the tools found in the Promotion Playbook podcast. We're nearing the, um, this is episode 92. And so we're almost at 100 episodes. The majority of these episodes have been all about how to apply the seven strategies and the four skills and the stories found in the promotion playbook. So if you don't have the promotion playbook, I'd encourage you to get that now on Amazon and then stay. uh, I'd encourage you to subscribe to this podcast because I'm going to continue to give updated material and we're going to hit the ground running in 2022. And in addition to having um, the early 2022, I'm going to finish this capacity pyramid book. And this will just be a nice added benefit so that there's this concept and this theme that you may be familiar with if you listened before, is this concept of a four-dimensional firefighter. Is There's four dimensions that we look at. There is faith, there is family, there is finance, and there is fitness. So I want you to be successful with your promotion, but I don't want you to sacrifice your health or your family or your faith or your your finances, short-term financial sacrifice can be helpful. But the goal here is to not just get you promoted, but help you to grow and to expand and continue to live the best life possible. So today's topic, we're going to talk about back pain. We're continuing a, a practical application of the concepts in the this framework called the capacity pyramid. And so we're going to expand, uh, we're taking specific problems and we're putting them into practical action with hopes of giving you the best solution, not just a short-term solution, but hopefully to um, come out even better on the opposite side of your problem. So today the topic is how to resolve back pain without pain meds, surgery, or expensive gadgets. Back pain is a major problem in the fire service as well as a lot of other careers. Fire service, it tends to be more prolific because of the nature of the work that's required. If you look at the injury reports, uh, file their expensive injuries. If you look at what it costs fire departments and districts is they pay a lot in workmen's compensation claims from back injuries. A lot of people struggle with this something that I've dealt with, and um, it's something that I've been able to manage very well with the resources I'm going to share with you. 
So the main takeaway from today is that you're going to learn how to resolve your back pain by applying the five life forces that we've been talking about in this framework called the capacity pyramid. Start off by giving you my, my background of uh, my background with back pain. So when I started off my fire service career, um, the time of this story, I was I think I was getting close to 30 or maybe I was in my early 30s. And um, I was young. I just started a, a young family of my own. Um, I had it, my family life was going well. I had gotten married. I had these two wonderful kids that I was helping to raise. I had um, overall, I was healthy. I really loved the career that I had, and a lot of things in life were working. Just returned from a family vacation where we went up to Canada and we went to Banff National Park. Lake Louise is up there. It's a really beautiful area. We went hiking with the family and then we drove back and we drove through Montana, through Yellowstone National Park, through Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and really had this great road trip with the family. But I started to have some back pain near the end of that trip. It was on the drive back. I thought it might be from the long road trip. There's a couple nights that we camped and we, we slept in tents. And I figured that the hard the, the lack of a really good quality mattress might have thrown my back off. So I started to have this back pain and made it back home and it progressively got worse. There wasn't like one specific thing that injured it. It's like I didn't have a, a major known traumatic injury, but it was just like this compounded thing. So I got back home and I remember the night when it was the worst is I was laying in bed and I woke up in the middle of the night it was dark in the room. I, I was sleeping next to my wife, and uh, I really had this this tremendous back pain. It was so bad that every time I tried to move, it would spasm on me and cause excruciating pain, and that pain would shoot down into both of my legs. And I thought for sure I had a major major injury that could potentially end my career and my active lifestyle. So, aside from the physical pain, there was also this emotional stress. There was worry, there was anxiety, and then there was this pending sense of doom that I was going to have to pee the bed because I had to get up to use the restroom and I couldn't move because every time I moved, my back would spasm and I was in this terrible pain. But I managed to breathe through it and through, um, you know, kind of working my way off the bed, I, I got down onto the floor, crawled into the bathroom, was able to use the restroom, and then I ended up sleeping on the bathroom floor, it's a nice firm tile floor. I spent the night in excruciating pain. My wife did end up waking up and she's a nurse. So she did help me through that eat that night. And um, I didn't really sleep all that much. But eventually the next day I was able to kind of move around. Not very well, but I was able to get up and kind of shuffle around. I continued to experience this pain in my back. And then I ended up having to miss work for several weeks. Met with tons of doctors, not just medical doctors, but chiropractors um, physical therapist. Um, I think I went to acupuncture. I tried, I ended up buying a, uh, um, an inversion table, I tried like all these different workout things. And over the course of several weeks is I did tons and tons of things to try and resolve my back pain. And, uh, eventually I ended up finding, I mean, over the course of, of several weeks, actually over the course of that year, I finally ended up getting it to where I resolved it. And um, there was a, 
like one or two other times during that year, it went out on me again and I had to miss work and had to go through this whole painful process. But I remember the moment that it changed was I was in a yoga class. I went to hot yoga, hot yoga because the environment is heated to over 100 degrees. You do the yoga and that helps to loosen up muscle and detox and things like that. And in the middle of class, I did this one move and it was like a back bend. And after that back bend, I ended up having really bad pain in my back and I thought I had made it worse. I was going through my paramedic training thinking that I had ruptured a disc or, um, you know, injured a vertebrae or threw something off. And I was just thinking as I was laying on my yoga mat in pain, I was thinking I was going to have to call for the paramedics and all my coworkers would come and pick me up off the floor. And it'd be kind of a, a, a moment of humility. Fortunately, the pain resolved and not only did it resolve, but I remember there being like kind of a release, not just in my back, but I also felt a release in my legs and my hips. I think it was accompanied with some quivering, kind of some shaking it was like this, this release of this, this tightness and this tension that was there. The pain didn't go away a hundred percent, but it was a big noticeable shift. And it was one of those shifts that led to me experiencing a life free from back pain today. So for the most part today, um, I experience an active lifestyle. I've done ultra marathons. I've, I've completed a full Ironman event. I do a lot of hiking, a lot of running, still stay active and playing sports with my kids. And it's something I largely attribute to what I learned in this process as I faced this painful experience and I came through it. And as of today, it's been, it's been several years after and my back has been as healthy as it has ever been in my life. And that's with having a background of playing football and rugby and snowboarding is that I've done some sports that were traditionally high impact and could potentially lead to problems. But um, I'm fortunate where I am today. Um, you know, I am blessed with some genetics, but I, I, I think less, I, I think it's more because of this, what I'm about to share with you in terms of these five life forces and how you can apply it. So on this journey, the problem of back pain can be looked at from three different things. So that yoga class was my, 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 a big turnaround for me, but I'm going to elaborate the different layers to this and why that worked for me and why it continues to work today and how you applying these five different life forces can help to empower you to live a life free from pain and suffering. Um, you don't have to be, be uh, limited with your, your back pain. So the problem exists in three areas. So the three areas that, well, I learned this from one of the chiropractor doctors that I went to, and I found it to be really helpful. And it's something that I shared with, with many other people that I work with and family members, and it's helped them to find solutions to their, their back pain. So I, I, we all know that back pain is, is a major problem. And if you go to a traditional doctor, like your medical doctor, there's, there's typically two fixes to it is that one, they're going to give you a medication. Um, and then, uh, two is surgery. So I guess in between that is also physical therapy. So you could say medication, physical therapy, if physical therapy doesn't work, then you go to the surgery. So you can fix it with drugs, physical therapy, or surgery. And I think there's a time and place when all those modalities can be helpful, but the point of this episode is to think, to give you some other options to consider, because ideally it's best if you can fix it 
without having to do the surgery. It's also best if you can manage the pain without, a, a, especially without a dependence on opioids or pain medications or things like that. There's a time and place when I think pain medication can be helpful, but I, I, there, there's stories of people who struggle with chronic pain. They get addicted to opioids and it makes their health worse along with their life and all these other things. So, so ideally you can only use, um, use the pain medication when it's absolutely necessary and apply these five life forces to get out of pain, a more um, holistic approach. So traditional, so traditional treatment, you got back pain, you go to see a doctor, they give you a medication, they send you to physical therapy, and if that doesn't work, you go to surgery. So there's a time and place for those, but what I learned is that from the chiropractic doctor I went to was that there's these three different areas to consider. So first off is we're going to expand the problem. So the problem of back pain can, exi can exist at three different levels. The first level is called the bioenergetic, which is like the emotional level. So bio is life, and then energetic is just the energetic part of our existence. So bioenergetic is the life energy. And then to make that even simpler, was we call that emotional stress. So that's the energy of emotions. So um, with that, that was one of the big breakthroughs that I, that I experienced was the understanding that whenever I had back pain, there was an emotional stress component to it. There's a great book called Healing Back Pain by Dr. John Sarno. And he's a medical doctor that worked in New York. And he says that uh, he, he ended up referring a lot of his patients that needed back surgery to this course where th th they talked about releasing and working through this condition that he called, I believe he called it suppressed rage. It's like they had all this anger and this stress and this, this pressure from, being a, from going through life. Maybe it was a traumatic experience when they were young. Maybe it was just a stressful job. Whatever it was, there was an emotional component. And he found that when he was able to address the emotional component, he would send them to a, um, some counseling sessions, or I think it was like, a, like an intensive workshop or, or some type of therapy they went through emotionally, psychologically, emotionally. And they ended up, like he said, 80% of the people no longer had the pain and they didn't need the surgery. So the first area of this problem is look at it. So that this, and the point I'm sharing this is to bring you awareness. So look at it from the concept of the emotional stress, the bioenergetic piece of it, is there a stress component that you may need to deal with that could be causing pain? And in that book, Healing Back Pain, he talks about the physiological response is that when you're holding stress, it causes tension, which restricts, restricts blood flow, which causes um, injury, ischemia, lack of circulation, and then it can cause that pain. So, so, um, Look at the, the potential that you might be having some stress, and we'll talk about how you can deal with this using the capacity pyramid. The next is biochemical, and specifically, I'm going to say, so the chemical piece of this, that's where you, you take medications or drugs to try and fix the problem. And so if you're um, specifically, we're going to say is the pH of your blood. If, if your blood is too acidic or it's too alkaline, it doesn't lead to the best conditions. It can lead to if you're, if you're, uh, the chemistry within your blood is not optimal, it's going to cause more problems with inflammation, make you more prone to infection. 
and it's going to affect your energy levels. So considering the chemical piece of it, not just from taking drugs, but also what is the, 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 the chemistry of your blood and how can you optimize your health um, using this? And if you're dealing with, with an acidic environment, a lot of people, because of the Western diet and poor lifestyle choices, is if your body, if your blood is too acidic, your body is too acidic, then it leads to more inflammation, which causes more pain. So if the inflammation causes swelling and it can cause more pain. So, so consider it bioenergetic, biochemical, and then the third one is biomechanical. So mechanical function, the, 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 the mechanical piece of this. And so surgery, physical therapy and surgery is one way of addressing the problem. So, so um, a lot of times it is a vertebrae that's out of place, or maybe it's a misalignment. Maybe you have a misalignment that's causing the problem. The one thing I'm going to say before moving on about mechanical is that if you're having a pain in a specific part of your body, there is probably something upstream of that or downstream of that that is leading to the problem. So for me, um, I had lower back pain and I had some problems with the disc in my lumbar spine. But if I looked upstream, I went up my spine. I also had some misalignments in my thoracic spine. And um, there were some upstream problems. And then if I went downstream is my hips were out of alignment. And I think I had one leg that's longer than the other. And my feet were all bunched up together from wearing shoes my whole life and shoes that most of the time don't fit me all that well. So I had problems with my feet, which led up to problems in my knees, which led up to my hips, which led up to my lower back, which was where all that pain was showing up. So mechanically, you want to consider both the upstream and the downstream of the injury because likely it's not limited to just that one area. So if you do go forward with surgery, I really would encourage you to consider um, doing a practice like yoga or staying consistent with physical therapy or um, different type of exercise to make sure that you're, you're flexible and you are promoting the best range of motion and movement with your body, not just a specific point of pain. So, um, so, so the, um, the vehicle that I'm going to share with you, so all those areas to consider is pointing to the solution. So the problem can exist on the energetic, on the chemical, or on the mechanical. So looking at back pain, the first piece of awareness is I want you to consider those three different areas that could be contributing to your back pain. Are you dealing with uh, an unnecessary amount of stress? And maybe you need to look at seeing a counselor or maybe somehow dealing with that stress because that could be leading to your back pain. The other is the chemical, is that we'll talk about some solutions, but maybe you're taking a medication or maybe it's, it's um, maybe your diet is creating an acidic environment in your blood and that could be leading to the inflammation, which is causing the pain in your back. And the other piece is mechanical, is that if you're sitting for eight hours a day and you're not flexible, you're not moving around, sitting is one of the worst things you can do for your back. So um, if you do sit in an office, I encourage you to look at standing more um, or get maybe sitting on the floor or consider some other ways so that you're not constantly putting so much pressure on your lower back and doing stagnant. So the um, so again, we'll talk about the, the, the five life forces. Um, 
if you apply this, you might not think that this applies to you, but maybe you're maybe you think that your situation is different. But I have you consider the possibility that that by applying these five life forces, it might it could help even if it doesn't help your specific problem of back pain or neck pain, or maybe you've already had surgery. There's still a way that you can enhance the problem to or minimize the problem and enhance your life by applying this. And then so so the um, one more story then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the breakdown of this. So. I was riding in the ambulance several years ago and I, and I was sharing this. I, I was riding with, with um, a coworker of mine. We, I think we were doing a transport or coming back from a transport somewhere. And, um, you know, my coworker said, was talking about how they were experiencing this back pain. And they were, they were considering this traditional route of, of, of the drugs and possibly surgery, physical therapy. And I, I brought up this possibility. I said, well, maybe consider the possibility that, that it's, it's an emotional problem. Maybe, maybe you're holding on to anger or rage, and it's not being, or stress, and it's not, you're not allowing that to, to flow, or you're not managing that well, and they were open to hearing it, and it was neat, because, because a few weeks after that, um, I talked to them about it, and they said they got that book, Healing Back Pain, and it really helped to resolve the problem for them, and they ended up, their back was actually doing quite well, and they didn't have to go in and, and get surgery, or go down that, that other route. So it can help. There's a ton of people that have applied this and it does help. And I'm going to get into the specifics of how you apply the capacity pyramid. So if you remember the capacity pyramid, the five life forces are, um, and it's the concept is it's a pyramid because the base, uh, the importance of these elements. So the first element is light. The next one is air. The next one is water, fuel, and function. So light, air, water, fuel, and function. And we're going to look at it from these three different areas. So we look at it from the, the bioenergetic, the energetic component, or emotional component. We're going to look at it from the chemical perspective. And then we're going to look at it from the mechanical perspective. So starting off, if you look at this from how to manage stress, how do you manage stress using the capacity pyramid? Well, the first one is that if you get natural light, and then if you also apply the, 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 um, the extremes of hot temperatures and then cold temperatures, so get more sunlight each day, it's going to help you to manage stress. So we're looking at the capacity pyramid. The first area is this energetic component. Let's just say that you're dealing with stress. How can you reduce the stress of, uh, of life applying this? So the first one, get more sunlight, and that's going to help you naturally to, to process stress. Next is air. So by doing the breathing techniques we talk about in, and applied in the capacity pyramid, by doing breath, breath is more than just a physical thing. It is also an energetic and emotional thing. So with adequate breathing and with breath training, you can help to um, emotions and stress to flow more, more flow freely through you so that things don't get trapped. One of the problems with stress it's not the event that causes the stress that's the problem. It's the stickiness of it. So stress is a problem because it gets stuck. And so if you have an emotion such as anger or stress or discouragement or whatever whatever um, emotion you have, it can get stuck. And so if it gets stuck and it gets stuck in your lower back, that's when it causes problems. So the concept here is to let your feelings flow. If 
if feelings can flow through you freely without judgment, then you're able to better, you're, you're, you're far better able to, to go about a, a life free from, from attachment and clinginess to anger and shame and guilt and all this other stuff that shows up. So the way to do that is with breathing. If you can breathe energetically, that movement of air helps these emotions to flow through us. The next one is water. So you want to get the adequate hydration. If your body is optimally hydrated, then the energetic piece of your body is going to work better. Your, your nervous system is going to work best um, with well-hydrated cells. And if you think about it, electricity flows through water, and water is an excellent conductor of energy. So if you're optimally hydrated, it's going to give you the best cellular energy and allow things to flow through you and not allow stress to get stuck and to cause the problems. Stagnation kills and adequate hydration helps to prevent stagnation. The next piece is the fuel. So as I mentioned before, is that if you're eating a diet that is healthy and non-inflammatory, like the Bulletproof diet, it works well for me, um, you're not going to have the inflammation and you're going to avoid uh, the chance of getting an infection. And you're also going to have the best blood flow, which is going to avoid your chance of ischemia. Ischemia causes pain. And a lot of times we get ischemia, which is lack of blood flow. That can happen to our muscles and cause the breakdown of the muscle and cause a lot of pain. So um, eating the most nutritious diet and avoiding junk food and things that are inflammatory will help to minimize in inflammation. And then finally is function. So functions at the top, and that has to do with movement and the ability for you to, to move freely without friction, without resistance, without pain. So there's tons of things about movement. The best recommendation I make is to get a practice of doing yoga or some other type of functional movement training, because if, if you can't do a squat, um, you're setting yourself up for problems. So if you can't do a squat with really good form, that's a sign that you might be faced with some challenges down the road. So energetically, we're looking at it from that perspective. And then we've got the chemical and the mechanical. So mechanical, we talked about with function. So a lot of times there is a functional piece to it, but the function is at the top of this pyramid. So if you're considering surgery, I would encourage you to work your way down the pyramid and see if maybe you can enhance your diet. Maybe you can get better hydrated. Maybe you can increase your breathing, or maybe you can get exposure to more natural light and help your body to optimize its function that way. Uh, if you think about a plant, is that if you get a plant and you stick it inside an office um, under fake lighting and crappy airflow, and you, you don't take care of that plant with natural light, good, good air, good water, good fuel, and don't give it space to grow, it's not going to prosper. It's likely going to die and, and show up in some form of disease. So in a lot of ways, we our body works in the same way as that of a, a, a living plant. You know, think of like a house plant as an example. So you want to take care of that plant so that it grows into a, a big, healthy plant. Our body works a lot in the same way. So we're getting near the end of this. So I just want you to consider is there's an, there could be an emotional component, there could be a chemical component, and there could be a mechanical component. So look at these five life forces. And again, I'll just go through the five life forces. Um, I won't do it for each of these, but one more time, I'm going to say how these apply to these five life forces. So the light, by getting more natural light, 
and also maybe training on hot or cold temperatures, that's going to optimize your body's ability to function. By air, there is tremendous benefit to air and breathing. So I encourage you to practice breathing techniques talked about in previous episodes, because if you train your breath, you not only train your lungs and your heart, but you train your entire body to better manage the stress of life. And another benefit of breathing is it manages the pH of your blood. So the best way to, to get your blood alkaline is through deep diaphragmatic breath. Water is get the optimum balance of water and electrolytes. Electrolytes help energy to flow. So get the right amount of water and electrolytes to keep your cells um, hydrated and to keep your muscles flexible so you're not going to cause injury. Fuel is the next piece is eat the best diet to avoid inflammation. And also it's not going to cause blockages. It's also not going to lead to um, acidity in your blood. So eat healthy. Final piece is function. So move as freely as possible. I'll put some resources in the notes and you can also go back to expand these more in terms of how to apply it, how to put it into practical action and as well as the, the books and the resources you can look into. This isn't just coming from me. This is a collaboration of resources that have not only helped me, but helped thousands of other people. So thank you very much for listening. Um, I wish you the best and uh, have a great day.